Hello, everybody. Welcome to ClapperCast, episode 112. I'm your host, Carson Tamar, joined by Alina Falls, Paul Price. How's everyone doing this fine day, evening? Wait. Okay. <laughs> Moment. Sure. Life. Um, <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, yeah, no. Actually, I've had a weird week. Um, so I uh, had to deal with the dog, as we knew from the last episode. And all of the surgery therein took all weekend. Um, my laptop had been erased. I talked about that last weekend. So we're getting all caught up on that. Well, little do I know, as we're doing the last podcast, that inside me is food poisoning. And I will find out oh, at no. 11 p.m. that evening when I throw up for literally nine straight hours. And I was like, huh, should I just die? Would that be preferable to what's going on? Like, I would just be sitting there just throwing up and there's nothing there and you're just in pain and it's sad. And I was just like, oh, okay. Because everyone's always told me like food poisoning is the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And I was like, okay, sure. Uh, it's a tummy ache. Uh, no, it's not. You literally see, see God. Like at one point I was laying down. <laughs> I had a fever. I didn't know that was a thing that happened. So I'm sitting there laying on the floor. My dogs are cuddled up next to me because they think it's the end for me. And I'm just like, hmm, were the pokey nachos really that worth it? And yes, they were. But <laughs> um, I'm still upset about it uh, because pokey nachos are one of my favorite foods. And now I know that I cannot trust them. To like be clear, ex. listeners, Paul <laughs> last week had his computer wiped and he gave like a 20 minute story. It didn't make the cut. So just oh, know it, <laughs> it was a great story. Um, so anyway, I was talking. He to did talk guy. for 20 minutes about crap for to be fair. <laughs> Um, no, it was literally uh, 20 uh, minutes of Karen complaining about IT. I was like, okay. Cut. It's very interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Alina, how was your week? I know you had some fun things this week. I did. <laughs> Are we going to let Paul's just gone? <laughs> that was mean. Well, maybe if you have something interesting to say, you know? <laughs> I think you talk. Paul's literally left the um, room. Okay, I'll tell you about my weekend and we'll hope he comes back. To be clear, I was not the mean one. I was listening intently to Paul's story. Okay, one of my cousins, who is like in her 30s, so like she has a net worth, good for her. She just bought a house up near Lake Simcoe, up in a, up in a kind of Northern Ontario, I guess. It's not really Northern Ontario, but to us Southern Ontarians, it's Northern Ontario. It's really cute. So we all went to see her for my uncle's birthday, but the night before my uncle's birthday party, because he just turned 65. Happy birthday, Uncle Ray. Um, so the night before, like all of my cousins got together at her house and we got so fucking shit-faced which is really fun i don't think i've like ever been that drunk but i felt like i could get drunk because they're all my cousins and i trust them like i love my friends but i feel like when i get drunk with my friends i always just like limit myself just a little bit but this is my family and it was it was it was fun so i sent drunken voice voice notes to literally like every single one of my friends they were very funny i listened to them back like the next morning and i was like jesus christ why are people friends with me but I had a great time. It was really fun and relaxing. And now I'm stressed out about missing two days of work. But hey, what are you going to do? So you got to take that vacation, even if you feel guilty afterwards. That is probably a mental health issue. I should get that looked at. 
<laughs> I like how I left and that's all I heard. <laughs> but I needed, um, since Carson was mean to me, I needed a, um, a vodka Coke. <laughs> you could have at least like cussed me out and stormed out so I could have got a good audio clip from it. Like, I just like, <laughs> quietly got up and made myself liquor. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> I spent 20 minutes explaining a very good story last week and it was just removed. (laughs) I was just telling Carson about my weekend partying with my cousins that went a bit too overboard. We got the voice notes. (laughs) We did. You guys did. That's because I love you guys. We got a lot of karaoke. Drunking people, drunk texting you just means that they love you. Nobody, like, you're not, if you're drunk, you're not thinking about people you don't give a fuck about. You're thinking of people you care about. And I love Uh, my friends, so you should be grateful. uh, Actually, that's not true for me. (laughs) Actually, that is the truth, Ellen. I will text people. Why did you text me when you were drunk, then? No, I'll (laughs) drunk text people I'm, like, fighting with from years ago and be like, we should be friends again. I don't even like these people. And it'll be like, hey, we should get a beer. And I'm like, I'll wake up the next morning. I'm like, they didn't respond, first of all. Awkward. Second of all, I don't like them. Okay, but like, even like sadder that they didn't respond. I mean, would you respond if like someone you'd gotten in a huge fight with was like, we should grab a beer? (laughs) No, I wouldn't respond if they wrote me. It just feels like, but maybe you guys could rekindle something. But, hey. I like how it's like it's one specific person. It's like actually like 60 people. <laughs> I actually had someone, a former friend, text me who we all dropped him as a friend in high school because he ran an account where he admitted he wanted to fuck dogs. It's a long story. But he messaged me trying to apologize and I didn't respond. So I guess not. That was me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that I have had a falling out with is blocked. So I can't text them. Oh, I I don't like blocking people because I want I them to love know. Like I don't people. care if you text me. I don't care. Um, see, I um I do this really bad thing where I block people immediately after being mad at them, and then unblock them like a week later, which makes no sense because they could have written in that time period, and now I'm missing something. So if they write again, they'll assume that I know this. It's not like they're blocked forever, and like they're just off in nowhere land. Like they're gonna text and be like, "Hi." again and now i'm like oh i don't know a huge part of the storyline um i love to keep people blocked i gotta protect my peace you're not bothering (laughs) me anymore i will not allow it oh god (laughs) wait carson how was your weekend we never asked for carson thanks for asking i'm trying to be a better friend about that (laughs) after 100 episodes i love that we're making an effort to make a good friend (laughs) no it was fun number one i had game night with you last night which was fun i drank a lot of white cloths. So that was very fun. And then what else did I do? I just like hung out with friends. I did lunch with some friends and I'm just kind of getting work done because in a week I'm going to New York City for a week, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, yeah just hanging out, getting drunk. Oh, I forgot oh, about you that. I recommend me spots in New York City because hopefully someday I'm going to go. Maybe August. I don't know. Who can say? That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I've never been to New York City, but I've always wanted to go. So why not? And then I'm going to be in Dallas for like a week, which is going to be less fun. Wait, you're in Dallas for a week? After. Uh, uh, I love Dallas. I'm aware. We both. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm trying to think of where I would like, if I went back to Dallas, what food place I would want to go to? Probably Twisted Root. Have you ever been to Twisted no, yeah. Root? 
it's really good. You should go there. Is it in the um, city city or is it outside? Of it's it? everywhere. There's a couple of them. Um, okay, I'll write it down because technically I'm going to Prosper, which is I'm sure you oh, know. Yeah. Like 40 minutes. Um, no, it's like it's um, it's got really good. Um, they make their own root beer. That's why it's called Twisted Root. Oh, I hate and beer, yeah, but like it's homemade. And also they have like they make their own sodas. Basically, it's like a Jones kind of thing, um, but also just like good like Texan food. Um, Speaking of restaurants, I have something to complain about. (laughs) I have something to complain about. When my sister and I were going home, like driving home from like Ottawa to my family's house on Thursday night, we got like takeout from this like vegetarian restaurant in Ottawa that like I used to always go to before I like moved home, like before I moved back to Ottawa. It's called Pure Kitchen and normally I love it. And they have this like poutine with like and you can get it with cashew cheese and it's used to be so good but they they had these hand cut fries but they changed it after like me not having it for like a year and now the fries are like those bullshit frozen fries that every single restaurant has right now and the gravy does not have little mushroom chunks anymore and it's like a much lighter color it used to be much darker and i was really upset i paid like 20 dollars canadian for that bitch and it was not the same and i did cry about it in the car i was very upset so fuck you, Pure Kitchen. Fuck you. Um, wow. Usually if you write people about that kind of stuff, they will give you. Um, my helpful hint of I the should. week, which I feel like is a thing that I've started doing every week now. Um, my helpful hint of the week is always complain. Always. I, I will. I just didn't because I was like, because I was busy with family this weekend. But like, why the fuck did you change your fries? I get that like inflation the economy is bad right now you want to cut your food prices but how the fuck dare you charge me 20 dollars for a poutine with a frozen mass french fries you're a cunt for doing that Um, (laughs) another sponsor not gonna sponsor us okay (laughs) Um, oh other weird thing that happened i don't know if i texted you guys this um uh, and like uh, i don't even know if this sticks in the podcast but it's very interesting um so my I, i finally talked on the phone to my catfish which was weird i've known this person yeah i have known this person for mm, let's go with like five years six years and then we were on the phone i was like that's your voice very surprising um but yeah so we talked for like three hours it was very interesting um also weird to talk to somebody on the phone that you have never spoken to um, it's like when we all are going to meet up for the first time and it'll be like, Ooh, that's how tall you are. You guys exist in real life. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I really you don't just look in my computer. <laughs> I'm very upset that Carson's going to be like tall. Um, it'll just, I, when <laughs> I think of Carson, tall? I'm like five, ten and a half ish. Oh, I'm like slightly taller than you then. Yeah, I know. But I always think of you as like five, four, um, Aww, in my brain. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> a little five like five. really yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um it just it fits your personality to be a little short guy um uh, <laughs> honestly yeah i can see that diminutive um but <laughs> um so yeah uh that was How that was insane you, you must be short me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm five two. Yeah, I can radiate short girl energy. You really do in the best of ways. I might be five one actually, but I think I think my driver's license says I'm five one, but I think I'm five two. <laughs> my in mom my is like a clean. My mom is a clean five foot. 
It's crazy. I was thinking about it the other day. um, Speaking of like, um, you said height and I was like, oh yeah, on your driver's license, you always like add an inch. Um, I think it's so weird that weight is on your driver's license. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, that's not a thing for us. I don't think. One sec. Let me look at my wallet. <laughs> it's like, it's so weird because I'm like, this changes all the yeah. time. <laughs> no, and, our Ontario driver's license does not have weight. Yeah. Just no, it, it has weight and it's like a very stressful situation because you're like, oh, uh, am I going to put my real weight or am I going to put like, so I always like, do my average so i do it like a little higher than what i am right then but like um you know like you're just like maybe just like set it up to where if someone looks at it they're like you think you're way that <laughs> that is I've, like genuinely insane uh my yeah. favorite That's thing so is when triggering. you look at once and they're like they said it and they're like 150 and you're like bitch you're over 200 <laughs> like, <laughs> you really said like you lied to my face like that um yeah no very weird american stuff oh cool let's talk about movies cool wow we have movies to talk we are on the same page here paul (laughs) speaking of weight let's talk about the movie with the supposed fat fuck adam sandler despite not being fat let's be clear adam sandler's never looked skinnier but we hustle it came out on netflix adam sandler is a basketball coach Alina, you are the Sandman fan here. So why don't you go ahead and introduce Hustle? Love the Sandman. I think I'm at 46 watched films on him on Letterboxd right now, which is fucking crazy. I'm missing like one key one and like a couple cameos. What's now, the key one? Insane. Oh, I haven't seen Rain Over Me yet. Oh, uh, that doesn't sound key. It sounds more Yeah, like- but like, like I mean like <laughs> ones where he has like starring roles. But like, okay. like that is like the... And, like, his very, very first movie, Going Overboard, I haven't seen yet. But, like, every other Adam Sandler movie that I have yet to see is just, like, him cameoing. So I haven't, like, gotten to it yet. But I will eventually just because it would be funny to get a higher number. Anyway, yeah. One thing about Adam Sandler is that fucking man loves basketball. In case you can't tell by his paparazzi pics, always out in those giant-ass basketball shorts. So, like, hey, finally got to do his basketball movie. It's really cute. I liked it. The Adam Sandler Netflix movies that are like Happy Madison have been like hit hit and miss, I'd say. I like some of them. I don't Where like some was of the, the others. Hit? Shut up. This one was the hit. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm really happy that Adam Sandler is like still in the like more drama phase of things. Like this one Hustle did have like comedy aspects but I, I feel like it was much more like drama centered and it was really cute so yeah adam sandler he plays like um a basketball talent scout for the philadelphia 76ers sure i have no idea um and then Sports he's in tomorrow <laughs> he he's in spain I watched this on Wednesday, and I have been drunk for three days straight, so I have no idea. He goes to Spain and finds this, like, guy playing basketball just on, like, the street, and I they start playing together, and Adam Sandler is like, whoa, this random dude who nobody has ever heard of because he doesn't play any sort of, like, semi-professional basketball is, like, really good. He could turn into a star. Um, and then things escalate from there. I think it, like... It's, like, nothing new in the realm of, like, 
sports drama movies, but I really liked it and I would watch it again. It's like, it was like a solid flick and one of Netflix's better offerings, I think. So yeah, hope, hope the Sandman continues with the drama. To be clear, why I started this saying Adam Sandler's, Sandler was a fat fuck is because this movie is convinced he is. The comedy <laughs> in this movie from the opening montage, and it doesn't mean anything to the plot. It's quite irrelevant to everything else. But it's that Adam Sandler is fat. It's very strange. Outside of that comedy, I also really like this movie. Um, I don't think it's like incredible, but I thought the, it was overall sweet charming the intense moments i thought showed really good filmmaking um i agree i think adam sandler i like his more dramatic roles you can watch murder mystery with me and alina and see how we feel about adam sandler comedies on our patreon Yeah, murder mystery was the hit i liked that one i forgot about it it, <laughs> it was good it was not terrible <laughs> i liked it um yeah i um I don't want to lose our track from the the fat phobia weirdness. So like I'm not Wait. one I'm not one to call out that stuff ever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like who cares? Like a lot of times I'll read stuff on Twitter and people are like, "Oh, you know, this is, you know, not uh, PC or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, but it's like it's just a movie and like who cares?" This was weird. Like <laughs> I um uh, I even told Carson at one point um and I don't know if he actually did it. Did you do it? I did. Okay, I, have it right I asked here. him to log how many times they mention that he's fat. And it was like, just just count it. Because there was a point where I was like writing you guys. And I was like, they sure say this. And then they said it again. Like Queen Latifah goes, wow, you sure are fat. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I have a question um, though. Like, is it fat phobic if you're making those jokes about yourself? Maybe Adam Sandler just thinks he's fat. Maybe he has body dysmorphia. I feel bad for him. Well, okay, no, then it, then it's still fat phobia because he's scared of the fact that he thinks he's fat. It's I'm not like Kevin, you know, now. there's a difference between this and like, you know, like Kevin James during the um, King of Queens show when they would be like, oh, he's the fat guy. Like there was something about that that was like jovial, like, oh, it's fine. This felt like, I think because part of it is that his character wants to not be like Kevin James in um, King of Queens is like perfectly happy, like probably could diet, but doesn't want to. Um, And then um, in this, it feels like he's like struggling with his weight and like, everyone's like, you're embarrassing to look at Adam Sandler. Um, Also, uh, (laughs) Alina, how many times do you think he, uh, he says that he's, uh, fat or someone else says fat. that he's fat probably like at least 20 it i do recall it happening a ton let me be clear i did not count casual scenes of him eating fast food only when someone mentions it okay. that's that's fair um i'm gonna say 16 i'm gonna go lower even though i think it's more it actually is only 13 times it's still a weird a weirdly large amount but less 13 times well okay it's just like how often it happens it's because it's so spread out throughout the movie that it feels like more it's it literally feels like it's every five seconds uh (laughs) like uh the one that really got me was um when he walks in to the um players like apartment and uh or the the hotel room and he's like being goaded with food and he's like i don't eat i don't eat that sorry it was very like 
uh, pro Anna almost like where he's oh like, when the basketball player only <laughs> took like one bite of everything, but he couldn't. Even- yeah, I was like, yikes. He's like, he's like, I don't want to get fat, and looks at him, and I was like, oh god. They, yeah, honestly, they were so mean to Adam Sandler in this, but like he wrote the movie, so I'm like, my guy. Did he I write it? More conf- he always writes Happy Madison stuff, so I assume so. Let me double check. I didn't like it when definitely- Kim Latifah, the one that stood out to me was when she was randomly like, do you remember exercise? Like <laughs> That was so mean because Queen okay. Latifah plays his wife. I'm like, why yeah. is your marriage like that? Um, also, like, Queen Latifah used to be, like, heavyset and now is not. So it felt very weird for her to, like, be making jokes about someone who would have been her, like, okay. five, ten years ago. But especially According to Letterboxd. Adam Sandler did not write it. He's just producer on it. What's that's even worse? It really feels abusive. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. So, so I'm um friend of the podcast, the film drunk, uh, Jonathan Fuji, and I were talking about this movie, and he said the funniest part about this movie is the person who plays in um who's like the the um basketball prodigy. Um, apparently he's like a D-list um, basketball player. <laughs> and he was like, oh, really? he's like, not good. And I was like, that's <laughs> kind of so funny that they cast this guy and we're like, you're going to be a prodigy and everyone's going to think you're amazing and you're the greatest player to ever live. But in real oh my life, God, he like, actually plays for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and he's like, not good. That's wild. <laughs> that's, wild. He was like, that's the funniest part of this entire movie is like, you're watching I thought it and you're like, he was good oh. as his like role though. Maybe he should take a back thing. Yeah, because um, apparently he's not good at basketball. Um, no, that's like, hilarious. Okay, so I, I think the very obvious like uh, comparison to this movie is Ben Affleck's The Way Back from last year. And, yes. um, or 2020? I don't remember. I think it was 2020. Yeah, actually, it was. It was like the last movie before um, the end of the um, uh, end of movie theaters for a hot second. Um, are there birds? Lena's oh, Lena. that's my, yeah. That's not the TV. It's like actually outside. So I can't do anything oh, okay. about that. It's, legal, <laughs> it's, it's, it's real life birds. And I am not shutting my window. It's hot. Hmm? Hmm? If you just shoot them, that'd be great. So we can I, don't, have, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't own my own guns. <laughs> do you think there's any vegans who hunt? <laughs> no. For sport. Like, you're just insane. like. <laughs> You're like, I won't eat it, but I will murder it. <laughs> um, Just like enjoy the ambiance of birds singing. Go outside. The comparison would be to Ben Affleck's The Way Back. Um, what's weird, though, is in both of these movies, I thought that they were biopics. And I don't understand why I think that. Um, I've been trying to figure it out, like... What is it about these specific movies that feel like you couldn't do, um, like, a film? Just, like, a movie that exists. Um, and I think it's because there's so many probably similar stories to this exact thing. I feel thing. like most sports movies are about, like, actual athletes. There's a lot. No, there's a lot of um, coach movies as well. Um, I guess That's he's not true. a coach. But, um, but like, um, kind of. Becomes assistant coach. Yeah, towards the Players. end. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, but my point was, um, I think that it's a real struggle um, with these movies to uh, feel not like 
fake biopic, like a faux like version of the true story. And I don't know why. Like it's a it's a real like struggle for these. No, sir. <laughs> it's a real struggle for these movies to like have. It's a real struggle for these movies to have like an, you know, um, um, kind of uh, realistic through line that doesn't feel not fake. I don't know. It's just it's something that like really bugs me with these movies um, overall. But I'm curious what you guys think. Does it bother you at all? Like for me, it's like. When I found out it wasn't real, I was like uncomfortable the whole time because it feels like it's supposed to be real. Um, when I first guessed that it was fake, though, was when he got offered the job and then the guy immediately dies. I was like, oh, is this not real? <laughs> is this not a real story? Because that's <laughs> fuck. Um, uh, but what was it? Robert Duvall, who is in one yeah. scene. <laughs> And then his son, Ben Foster, takes over the Philadelphia numbers. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Philadelphia numbers. Also, Heidi Gardner, (laughs) um, I am so certain she's going to be a big star eventually. And it's so weird to constantly see her in small things. I'm like, she's great. Every time I see her in like more dramatic roles. And it's like, please give her something to do. Someone give her a a good role. (laughs) Because, like, um, when she showed up at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what was missing you. (laughs) You were really interesting as a character. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish that they had done, like, a bit more with, like, uh, Robert Duvall and, like, Ben Foster and, like, the whole, like, um, basketball team, like, owner side of it. Because, like, Ben Foster is, like, obviously the villain, but, like, he doesn't really get that much to do other than call the... um, Bo Cruz is the basketball player's name other than like talk shit about him on like, I don't know, Sportsnet or whatever it's called in America. Carson, did you count the fat ass line as one of your um, 13? Uh, Which fat ass line specifically? When he says like, you can kiss my fat ass. And that's what she says to him. And then he says it again. See, that's the kind of things. That's where I was like, Every time this man is mentioned, they're like fat, out of shape, not exercising, just a worthless piece of shit. Which is so mean. And I will say Adam Sandler looks great in a beard and they were just doing my guy so dirty throughout Hustle. Which is so funny because uh, like um, Adam Sandler like is trying to figure out what his like next thing is. Um, I really think the... Um, lack of nomination for Uncut Gems has like spiraled him a little bit. I'll be very interested to see what happens moving forward because I think he really thought like, I'll get nominated, I won't win, but like I'll get that moment where I can go when everyone's like, wow, it's the Sandler-onessance. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I don't think he got that, so I think we're going to see a lot more of these, but I'm worried we're going to start getting um, Glenn Close desperate with yeah. like uh, mama kind of things. <laughs> pretty I could soon. definitely see that because like, look at how happy he was at like the Indie Spirit Awards when he won. Yeah. Like the man was fucking stoked. Um, I don't think it would ever go like super overboard. I feel like he'll always like still stay true to like the happy Madison comedy roots. He's I don't in, think he's going to go like full drama. 
he's in that like space drama, isn't it? Yeah. It coming he's out gonna Netflix? be in that space Moon movie. Is that in Murder Mystery three coming out or two coming out two. this year? <laughs> I was like, did yeah. I miss one? I would yeah, not be surprised. Um, it's I think act- he just needs to get rid of get away from Netflix with the drama. He's I think he's doing it. Really he's supposed thing. to be doing another thing with the Safties. Oh, that's right. I forgot they announced yeah. that. Untitled Safety Brothers film, whatever. He's also doing Halloween too. Feels like phenomenal. a bad choice for the Safties, not him for the Safties. Um, Why? Because oh, I feel like the Safties. No, but I hmm? feel like the I I feel like what was cool about the Safties is like you could feel like these were all in the same world, but redoing the same actors kind of like breaks that immersion. Like I oh, okay. believe that like you know uh, what was it Super Fun Time or whatever it's called, hell hell of a great evening or whatever that movie good was. Time? Good time. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I hated that film. Um I haven't it. seen it yet. Hated it. I have so many problems with that movie. But um it, I felt like it could live in the same world as Uncut Gems. And now if you like add the same actor again, you like kill that. Um and that's a, that's the thing that bugs me. <laughs> well I know that like Adam Sandler like signed another deal with Netflix recently for like four more movies. So I don't know if like Hustle counts. Oh, Jesus. If Hustle like counts with uh, that, but like Happy Madison is still like doing stuff. And he's also, yeah, he's going to be in this thing called The Outlaws that's coming to Netflix. Um, <laughs> That has Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan. in it. Yeah, I'm just reading. That's not bad. Um, wait, because like I clicked on the Wikipedia page, and it says like Adam Devine is like, oh, he's Adam. Wait, hold on. Adam Sandler's not going to be in that, but he's producing it. Got it. Weird. Like he did it for Home Team. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so like his upcoming stuff is Spaceman, that like weird documentary called Finding Sandler. Um. Like, this, I read the synopsis. It's, like, some dude who's, like, obsessed with Adam Sandler, and he's, like, trying to find him to, like, meet his hero. And I'm, like, that's... They made a like- documentary about you? <laughs> I know! <laughs> right? I was, like, this guy's crazy. fucking stealing my thunder. Yeah, I but, like, I feel like Adam Sandler is, like, on board with it, obviously. And, yeah, and then Murder Mystery too, And then whatever the Untitled Safety Brothers things and, like, whatever the upcoming Happy Madison stuff is. So the Sandman's staying busy. At least I think people like respect him now. I think they like him. They True. like him, even if he doesn't get a nom. Like, at least I'm happy for that. He's always had his fans, but I feel like now he has like respect from people that don't like the Happy Madison stuff. And like, you don't have to like that shit, but like, I'm glad that they like recognize like Adam Sandler's value and worth in this cruel and dark world. <laughs> anyway, hustle. Watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I would recommend it. It's like a good movie. Not great, mm-hmm. but good. Good. Um, good. 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 What is not good, for me at least, I'll speak personally, is Jurassic World Dominion. Um, it's also not good for me. <laughs> it's, you, let's save the third guest for last, because I know he has some opinions that are interesting. Um, I've been somewhat a fan of the Jurassic World franchise, actually. I like Jurassic Park 1 and 2. I like Jurassic World. I think parts of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom are really good. So I was like hopeful, actually, for Jurassic World Dominion. Um, I even thought like, oh, everyone hates it. That means I'm going to love it. It's going to be Morbius again. And it's not. It's very bad. Um, I thought this film was incredibly boring. 
Um, but the plot itself, I don't think is a horrendous idea. It's like more the most like politically politically relevant film of the entire franchise. But it was just so boring having these two plots that like take forever to come together. And all the dinosaur scenes are just endless. I mean, there's chase scenes that feel like there's 25 minutes of just chasing. It's not fun. It was not thrilling. It like just gave me a headache. I really actually quite hated this. Um, it's one of my least favorite films of the year. Sorry. So it's I saw this fun. on... <laughs> no, it's not. You're there incorrect. Is. I saw this on opening night Thursday. I had like just gotten home to my parents' house after driving for two and a half hours. I was like, oh, okay, I need to go see Jurassic World because I won't have time for it if I want to talk about it on the podcast because I was getting drunk with my cousins this weekend. And then I bought my ticket. And then I was like, hey, I wonder how long this bitch is. It's two hours and 27 minutes long. And I saw it at 1030. And you know how movie theaters are when they don't start shit until like 15, 20 minutes after the actual start time because they're doing the fucking pre-show and all the trailers. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. I didn't get home to, to my house till like 130 after watching this movie. I was mad. So, like, that was the first, like, strike against this movie. Second strike is I don't like Chris Pratt. I just don't. I have just, even when he was in his like lovable, whatever the fuck his character's name is on Parks and Recreation, I just, I don't, don't like him. So like, mm, I was hopeful for this movie because the original Jurassic Park trio was back. Like we got Laura, Laura Dern, we got Jeff Goldblum, we got Sam Neill. And they just, like, insert them into the plot in the dumbest way possible. Why is this movie about dinosaurs focusing on the apocalypse being, like, fucking genetically mutated grasshoppers? Fuck off. They're locusts, first <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I know they're called locusts. But uh, it's okay. dumb. So, okay. It should so, be dinosaurs causing the problem. I'm not my... done yet. I still have more complaints. They made Laura Dern say slide into his DMs. <laughs> I was wait, just like, wait, no, no, no. no. I want to hop in. I want to hop in there because we're talking about okay. Laura Dern for a hot second. Um, her outfit that she has on for that section of the movie is the most insane looking outfit I have ever seen a human wear. I like. I literally was like sitting in the theater going. Please remember the outfit. Please remember the outfit. You have to talk about the outfit. <laughs> like the outfit <laughs> is so wild. Like, what is going on? Like, I know that they were like, this is fashionable. And I was like, this is, looks like a psychopath. And then she starts yeah. talking about it and she's like, it's made from bamboo. And I was like, bitch, I know. Like, sustainable bamboo. They used the word sustainable bamboo. And I was like, fuck off and then there's this whole the main plot of this movie again isn't even fucking dinosaurs it's this human clone i have no recollection of that girl from any of the other jurassic world movies i didn't rewatch them before this but i was like who is this child that chris pratt and bryce dallas howard have somehow adopted i don't remember this literally fucking at all did you watch just not wait, enough- wait, wait, wait. i have a question did you watch fallen kingdom Yes, I okay. know for a fact I've seen it. I have she's, it logged on Letterboxd. I don't remember uh, anything about it. She's like, uh, yeah, so in it, like, she's this little girl, and she's, like, got most of, like, the spooky moments in Fallen Kingdom. Literally um, no recollection. She gives, like, this huge long speech from my brain. about 
I love the dinosaurs because I am also a clone. <laughs> I was like, okay, they are alive like me. <laughs> it's so great. I didn't like, like it. The whole movie, uh, to go off on how much I hate Fallen Kingdom and why I like this one more, um, Fallen Kingdom's like whole like thing they've got to talk about is clones are people too, but we don't have clones. <laughs> like it's not a problem we as a society are dealing with. So clones are people <laughs> too as your thesis is insane. Um, I yeah. hate that movie. I hate everything about that movie. That is my like. I remember really disliking it, and obviously, I disliked it so much that I've blacked it out from my brain. If I could, so, yeah, I was. That is them. one of my core memories of sitting in that theater and seeing that there was a clone girl. So I'm shocked no. that it was so oh. forgettable for you because I'll never oh, no. forget where I was. I just don't can't remember a I, thing. Going back to Fallen Kingdom, um, I still remember the hardest I have ever laughed at something that's not supposed to be funny. Is the creature is about to kill everyone and then it gets uh it just dies doesn't matter i forgot how but it dies um and they cut to bryce dallas howard and she's like we did it they cut to chris pratt and he's like we did it and then they cut to the little girl and the little girl has a face that looks like she's going through like the most intense trauma she has ever experienced and will ever experience and she will need therapy for her entire life and I laughed so hard because I think they were like, smile, but she like was still doing the like emotion of she's scared. I like still think <laughs> about that moment and like how my friend and I just like scream laughed in the theater. <laughs> like mm. it was like belly aching laughs. Uh, we got in trouble. Like people were like, shut up. <laughs> okay honestly honestly my main issue with like dominion is like they don't really give the dinosaurs anything to actually do they just chase people around and i was like this is supposed to be about dinosaurs and the dinosaurs are just they just be chasing people like the main plots have nothing to do with the fucking dinosaurs i'm like this is some bullshit and i'm sad okay also Every single chase scene, like, how did those people survive? There's, like, chase scenes every five minutes. I'm like, one of these guys needs to be eaten for me to feel something. Nobody gets so eaten. I think one I, of the original, spoilers, one of the original tri- trio should have been eaten. I thought they were going to kill Jeff Goldblum. They should have killed Jeff Goldblum. I, was like, I don't oh, want them to, but they should have. That's why he was okay. going to be in this, is like, kill me. Yeah. I was like, I see okay. Jeff. And then so <laughs> I have a theory about this movie. Um, so... Uh, preface, you've probably realized at this point, I am a fan of this movie, not like a strong fan, but it sits in the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park 3 um, vibes for me, where it's like, you know what, it's fun. Like, I could see putting this on, like, if I'm hungover one night or one morning and be like, oh yeah, I'll put on, you know, a dumb movie and like, have some fun. Ooh, that was fun. Um, Like, I don't like lost world i think it's terrible um i'm fine with jurassic world i like jurassic park 3 actually this fits in the same world as jurassic park 3 to me it's just like they're so dumb but like fast and furious dumb um so i don't have any like strong negatives and like you know what um the ice firebird thing um was one of my favorite sequences of the year. Like I had a great time during that when it like goes underwater and he's like jumping up. I was like, this is like old school Jurassic Park. You know what I'm talking about? You're giving me a face. Wait, that part was fun. What? 
the, the when Chris Pratt and the pilot like crash land at like Biosyn and the ice. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I did like yeah. that part. I like yeah, it, it was, was so good. old school Jurassic when he like falls into the water and I was like, um, I had also like read a spoiler a long time back that was supposed to be like friendly animal and they thought it was negative. And so like watching it in theaters and being like, oh no, this wants to kill him. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I was so expecting him to save Chris Pratt or her, I guess, because all dinosaurs are girls. Um, her to save Chris Pratt. No, she did not. She wanted to rip his face in half. Um, I liked shit like that. Um, no, this movie's stupid. But wait, we for, haven't even mentioned Blue the Velociraptor and her baby that she somehow had. Oh yeah, the cameo. Oh, we all we haven't talked about. Uh, I guess let's go into spoilers. Um, they retcon Fallen Kingdom, and no longer was he cloning his dead daughter his dead daughter gives birth like in a virgin birth similar to jesus <laughs> the scene where she pulls away from the camera and she's pregnant was one of my favorite scenes this year oh, like, it was so funny. Really? everything wow. with everything with henry Wu was so embarrassing because like you can clearly tell that the actor was like please make me not a villain i i want to like be a good person the hair. the hair. The oh hair. Oh my god, his hair was insane. I recognize him. The I had no idea. That he was wearing, like, cuddling himself. Everything with Henry Wu is embarrassing. So, like, that's fine. Like, if you want to, like, make fun of Henry Wu, do it. Like, I know that the actor was just like, I just, I, you know, I especially, like, watching Jurassic Park and knowing in the book, like, Henry Wu is, like, a minor to major character and he has, like, a very intense death scene. Um, that they cut from the movie. Um, I could see why you would be like pissed off if I was the actor, uh, BD Wong. But um, yeah, whatever they do with him is awful in this. Um, and like uh, when they're like having her watch old tapes and then the guys, um, <laughs> Tim Cook from Apple is like, why is she watching all of our uh, classified information? And he's like, it makes sense. And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you have this so stupid i love it i love it so much but anyway okay so my theory my theory with this movie i believe that laura dern and sam neil said no and they wrote the movie i believe that sam and laura did eventually like agree to a number and so they went well we have to add them back into the movie how do we add them back to the movie? We'll create this locust scenario. And because if you look, the only thing that you have to change is that Ian saves the little kid. And if you do that, the entire film can cut out the locust plotline and Sam and Laura, um, you know, Ellie and... Um, Alan? Yeah. Dr. Alan Grant. Um, there it is. Can cut out the locust and Ellie and Alan. Um, and it's like, it's so weird. Um, so one of my caveats as uh, a reviewer of things is I understand that studio interference is a, is a real and um, constant problem for people, you know, as creatives. And so whenever I can feel um, executive, um, changes and shit 
I like give the movie a lot more like leeway um, looking at Rise That's of Skywalker, fair. which a lot of people hate. And I'm like, there was a good movie in there somewhere and something happened where they were like, this didn't last well. I agree. See, <laughs> there was a good movie that got great in Rise of Skywalker. I agree. I don't. I, I gave Rise of Skywalker a four star. It's also surprising to me. No. that Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a friend of the podcast, Chris and I both have this kind of like, if it meant well, <laughs> like if you think that like somewhere in there, there was like a fun movie, like we'll like always be like, it was bad, but also like, mm-hmm. sure. The thing with me is like, definitely the locusts and Laura Dern and Sam Neill were added afterwards. Cause like they literally, it makes no sense that any of the original trio are here. No, like, the locusts are what they've been building for three films. Like, if without the no. locusts, there's no, like, the narrative okay. throughout all these is engineering. It's just dumb. They should DNA. have had a better idea. I think it's good on so, theory, but I don't think it's good in execution. It, that's what I'm like. No. It, but it's but not like, the thing is, relevant. It's, it's most, like, with studio interference, I feel like for me, it's just, like, so much worse. Because I'm like, oh, you guys ruined a good movie. And now I hate it even more. I think um, it's more of a fan reaction. This feels like a very direct result of like people hating Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom for me. If people, uh, people shot about Fallen loved Kingdom, Jurassic, people loved Jurassic World. They hated Fallen. More Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, I guess is what mm-hmm. I should say. Um, yeah, the movie they like, set up at the end of that movie is not this movie. No, um, and I have uh, additional theory. They're going to do a TV show, and it'll have the um, so. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed um, in the movie, they're like, oh, we hired old, um, you know, Jurassic World employees and now they're CIA agents. And they show um, that guy whose name I never remember and Lauren Lapkus. And I was like, oh, they're pitching a TV show right now. And after I knew that, I was like, would I watch CSI Jurassic World? Yes. And like that's going to come and it a hundred percent will be like Lauren Lapkus and that dude, I can't remember his name and justice Smith and that girl that's really annoying. And she's only in one scene, this movie, um, all of those people will like be in it and it'll be like a TV show where it'll only casually reference the dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs will be in there and probably in the season finale, there will be a lot of dinosaur action. I'm into that. Let's like build up. If you're going to do the Jurassic World, I understand now why they didn't like wrap up the Jurassic World aspect, because I think that it's going to become a big thing. Um, This movie made Buku's money as it should. Like. I really struggle with people who like will defend, uh, especially critics, uh, defend the. fast and furious series and then act like this is like an affront to cinema i'm like it's the same shit is it <laughs> but the people are unlikable That's do, the do the cars go vroom vroom do the dinosaurs yeah. go rawr then yeah because the i like the original jurassic park because the trio is so good i don't like jurassic world because i don't give a shit about chris pratt or bryce Dallas howard's character you guys should have been eaten i don't care about you Oh, I see. I love Bryce Dallas. He also thinks um, it's doing something. The F- Fast Nine yeah. is not out here trying to be like we're doing something. This movie really <laughs> does think it is. When I think that's Colin Trevor. I, I do blame Colin Trevor out. Like that—that's terrible. Sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I understand what they were doing. Jurassic World is very clever as a concept. And that's, uh, you know, going back to what I said earlier, um, Jurassic World is a like clever concept because what it's doing is you're like, oh, Jurassic World is just like renaming the park. Um, but then you realize that it's supposed to be like leading to Jurassic World. The whole world is now. But I think that it should have been first one small event uh, kept hush hush, uh, you know, within the park and they kept things going. Jurassic World should have been the se- sequel movie, but end with all the dinosaurs getting off the island. And then Jurassic World 3 should have been, uh, you know, what we're all wanting. It was like chaos in Jurassic Land. Um that makes sense, but I understand like a lot of things go wrong, but I don't like, I, I still have a fun time. Like the Jurassic, like underworld, like dinosaur wet market. Incredible. Like so yeah. much fun. I'm and happy also, for you. Also so much of what, uh, the thing is it's bad. I'm not like, I'm not going to like fight you and be like, oh, it's not a good movie, but did I have fun watching it? Although, Part of that also is I was the last of the three of us to see it, and everyone said, it's terrible, it's terrible. I went in ready for, like, worse than Fallen Kingdom, which I think is one of the worst movies ever made. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> it's not that You bad. were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was he, yeah. So, like, yeah, because yeah, um, you said you, your review of it when you got out of the movie was, I felt nothing. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And you know what? Malta was fun. I enjoyed when um, the girl who shows up and does not die, when that bitch showed up in all white, I was like, I am so ready to see you get eaten by someone. But then I read in on Twitter earlier that they were like, they didn't kill girls again. There's two women in this movie who are like obvious villains and they do not die. And it's so weird that they do not get eaten. <laughs> uh, not enough people get eaten by dinosaurs. Not enough. And I got to... Um, I got like this random work email that I had to go respond to and I missed the two deaths that everyone like talks about, like the guy getting his arm eaten oh, or whatever. I missed like, it. One of so the I, I will see it again um, because of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I think that you. the two positives here, I think the cast tries. I don't necessarily like a lot of them, but I think they try, especially DeWanda Wise, I thought was really good. And the effects are good most of the time. I think some of the effects are a little janky, but like I do like how this and Fallen Kingdom brought back practical effects for a lot of them, and I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, was not for me, but happy for you, Paul. Happy Closing remarks, well. closing remarks. There's a part in this movie where Jeff Goldblum's Dr. Ian Malcolm goes, mm, Jurassic World, not a fan. Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay, we didn't talk about it. You just ruined my closing remarks, Carson. Edit this around. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're it's same scene. It's the same scene. The weirdest <laughs> thing. Okay. So there was a theory going around for a couple years that in the original Jurassic Park, there's the Raptor kid, the one who's like, it's a giant turkey, and he's like, You need your respect the raptor and he explains like it would slice you up and shit um there was a theory that the timeline worked out that it could be owen grady um and that's why he always says respect the raptor this fucking movie (laughs) this is the one moment where i was like really that was so weird because most people don't know that that's a theory 
Um, in this movie, <laughs> Owen Grady says his name, and Alan Grant goes, Owen Grady, Owen Grady, I remember you. And I was not one who subscribed to the theory of him being the Raptor Kid, but I was like, oh shit, they're doing Raptor Kid. And then he goes, you train raptors. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 what? I literally gasped in the theater because it's so like pointed. It's like a Ray Nobody scene again. <laughs> I was like, why did you just do that? Why are you like setting people up? And it's like maybe a thousand, two thousand fans who know that. <laughs> like, why would you set up something that's like, ah, no, you were stupid for thinking that it would be that. Also, like, run with that. The same way that like the uh, what is it? The kid wearing the Iron Man mask in Iron Man 2 is actually Peter Parker. Um, and they like have literally confirmed. never heard that before. In my yeah, life. No, they've like confirmed it. They're like, no, it's supposed to be Peter Parker as a child. I'm like, this just fans came up with that. Always keep that shit. If fans want to create like little lore, like work with it. Don't like fucking tell them they're stupid for thinking it. I love that that's what you interrupted Alina's closing remarks with. But good, thank you. So love it. It, he literally says, like, it's uh, literally Jurassic World, not a fan. And the next scene or next line is, I'm Owen Grady. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, I think it's time we leave the Jurassic World franchise in the. Thank in, God. We put it in extinction. When, if there's a show, I'll watch it. Um, I will say I was a fan of the battle at big rock. I think it was called, I know you hated it, Paul, but I'm excited for shorter stuff about dinosaurs. If it happens, uh, let's move on. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, yeah, I actually didn't like it, but I missed it. I missed shit like that. I just, okay. I wanted more from that. I remember the actors being bad in that. Sorry. I assumed off of the half a star you gave it that you hated it, but maybe I was wrong. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I like enjoy the concept, but I remember that the acting was so bad. It made, I forget with Paul, if it's half a star, he likes, if it's four stars, he dislikes the film. I need to get used. I forget. Sorry, Paul. (laughs) Well, let's move on. Cause it is pride month. Happy pride month. And we are doing a special two week series, two weeks for pride month. Not the one that your normal podcasts give you where we're reviewing some queer films. And let's start out with Imagine Me and You. Um, I will start because I feel like for some reason I kind of deserve to start because this is from the same director who made Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which also, by the way, just peeling back the curtain, we almost didn't choose this one, despite it being from the director of Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> listen, listen, it. listen, listen. We almost picked a movie that had palestinian lesbians in it and it turned out to be problematic and i hated it so we scrapped it and i'm sorry it's my fault (laughs) i I literally saw it and i was like we'll do this one for alina and alina was like it was interesting and i was like okay well we're cutting this (laughs) i was mistakenly read that that was for me and i was like why is this movie for me i was really confused (laughs) no 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 handsome devil was for you worst thing ever was when you want to like something so bad and then it's the worst thing ever. Jurassic World anyway. Dominion. I agree. Um, <laughs> anyway, Imagine Me and You was not that movie. It was a good movie. No, it's cute. So 2005, a romantic comedy about this woman who's getting married to this guy, but ends up meeting and falling in love with a lesbian, and she has to, like, figure out what a she's lesbian doing. Florist. <laughs> a lesbian florist. A lesbian florist, correct. Played by Cersei Lannister. Yeah, yes. played by Cersei Lannister. And I 
loved this film. 2005 romantic comedies, they hit different, y'all. We talked about like the Mother Monster one earlier for something we did on this podcast, but I really loved it. I think it was a little slow at the beginning, not gonna lie. Some scenes I was like, okay, let's Do you get mean to Monster it. in Law? Sure. Yeah. That okay, one. it was like Mother Monster. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> the about? The Mother in Law with the Monster. I don't know. Sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, but no, this was really sweet. Um, I thought it was charming. Definitely plays into like the cliches of the genre, but who cares? I'm shocked this has a 30, like 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. This should be seen as like a classic compared to like other shit that came out this year, like the family stone, not to bring up the family stone again, but that is critically regarded better than this. Fuck off. All I'm um, I, I think that that is just blatant homophobia. Um, yes. Like I'm not even like trying to be like funny about it. Like, I remember this movie coming out and that's why I was like kind of like pushing for it because I remember this being like I'm 14, you know, uh, still like very like, ooh, gay. Ugh. Um, and I remember this movie coming out and everyone being like that, like, oh, my God, there's this movie. And so I always thought it was going to be like very um intensely lesbian no it's just very cute <laughs> it's like the it it's so awkward about its ethics but also like it's so cute um also um everyone in it is like mildly british famous so i had a lot of fun i was like oh it's you from that tv show i like oh it's you from that tv show i like um but with a lot of these movies i'm always like Oh, I, I don't really like enjoy the the main couple. I think they're really cute in this. Like uh Piper Parabo, um, or Parabu, I've never known. Um she's she and uh Lena Heedy are like really cute together. And then I found out they're best friends in real life and that that, that made it better. It's Aww. like yeah, That's like cute. um and they're both like very into like um uh, lgbt issues um which is it's cool it like makes it more like oh they were they were like straight i mean we don't know if they're straight but like you know uh straight facing people and um you know i was a little like eh, about that but like seeing that they continued to follow that kind of like oh we should care about this stuff um it was cool. Yeah, but like I loved seeing a classic like rom-com, especially this British rom-com, and then it's just queer. It wasn't like, you know, it didn't really have to do with coming out or anything like that. Like it comes up a couple times, but for the most part, it's just like, uh, you know, you could replace Lena Headey with a man and you would be like the same movie. Um, And that's cool. I liked that. Um, And I think it's just it was cute. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It really is just like your standard rom-com, but I enjoy a standard rom-com. So this was cute. I feel like I got kind of bored of it in like the second act because it is something that we've like seen time and time again with straights, but it's really cute. I I liked them a lot together. I felt bad for Matthew Good's character though, but in the end, he's much happier, too. So, hey, it all works out. <laughs> I think uh, the ending <laughs> is really key because, like, you kind of have to have him be happy at the end because at times it does feel like, oh, this kind of is 
painting it almost in like a negative sense of like, oh, I feel bad for this guy who's just trying to be nice, but this lesbian is like stealing and converting his woman. It did at points kind of feel like borderline cheating. Yes. I mean, it definitely was borderline cheating. It was but they all cheating. end up happy. So <laughs> they, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do kiss at one point, right? Um, yeah. Right as he like shows up and he's like, she's, she's sad. I want to take care of her. Um, I do wish that, uh, you know, like quibbles about things. I wish that they hadn't had it at the parents thing. Um, it just felt like a little uncomfortable in a way that like, oh, she's also having to come out. So let's like push aside the infidelity. It's like, no, like I'm very curious about like, you know, uh, how they're dealing with that. Because like in 2005, okay, like, there is some aspect of, like, you know, in movies specifically, you can say, like, oh, you know, uh, dating a woman is different, but, like, if you switch this with a guy, this is, like, a very mean movie, a little bit. <laughs> like, they meet on the wedding day, and she's like, actually, I like you better. <laughs> um, that the one was, like, insane that they met at the <laughs> yeah. wedding. So, like, what I grasped is, like, the mom was the one, like, Piper's mom was the one who was, like, super into planning the wedding, and she didn't really have anything to do with it. Then, like, Lena Headey's character was there because she was, like, the hired florist. And I'm like, if you're a bride, I know even if your, like, mother is a control freak, if you have, like, no involvement in planning your wedding, you probably should not be getting married. Because, like, should you not, like, care? <laughs> right? <laughs> I, yeah. I can see. But, like, um... There's a couple scenes in this just like that I was like, oh, this is like very well done rom-com bullshit. Like the meat cute of I dropped my ring in the punch and she's grabbing it while she's high. It was super cute. Um, the supermarket scene where he's trying to tell like she's a lesbian and then her random lesbian friend who's only in like she's only in that scene, right? And then she never appears again, even though she's probably the best character in the movie. She was um, fantastic. I wanted more of her. I know. Am I gay? I'm ecstatic. <laughs> 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 so good. Um, yeah, no, I I wanted more of that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, to your point, Alina, um, I do think like in the second um, act, they kind of struggle. But I also know that like, you know, this was a very different time 17 years ago <laughs> in the olden days. And like, <laughs> uh, no, it just is. It's just like was. Mm -hmm. And this was like scandalous to even try to do this. So like, you know, uh, they really had to build up like these people like each other, even though you think that they shouldn't have rights. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know what's insane about this movie and i know it's like a common trope in rom-coms but like coop the like horny guy best friend who was like really trying to fuck lena hetty even though he's very aware that she's a lesbian and he keeps saying all this gross stuff i was like well i can cure her and things like that i was like i don't need this like i know it's 2005 but ugh. Um, I, I will say though, finding the guys in the woods fucking was a little bit weird, but you know. oh, that was <laughs> so <laughs> weird. The only thing I figure about that was just like, they were like, oh, let's show that like these people are like normal and not gross. Like those guys. 
Uh, <laughs> the fucking thorn bushes. They're not weird guys. They're normal at um, all of us. I will say, I don't think I've laughed harder than when um, was his name Owen? Who the be- best friend? Yeah, Coop. His name's Coop. Cooper. Coop. Sorry. Also, the Owen. boys have such weird short names. Like Coop is fine, but Matthew Good's character is Hector, and they call him Heck. I hated it. it just made my skin crawl every time they called him heck. Because okay. I feel so, like I say what the heck all the time. I didn't like it. Did not like it. I loved the friendship between um, Coop and Luce, actually. And I wish there had been a little bit more of it because I thought it was like a really interesting thing because he like didn't care that she was gay. But like also was like we kind of have like a sexual tension and I wish they'd kind of dealt with it a little bit more. But I will say... When he called her a dumb slut, I cackled. Like, it was like a <laughs> deep cackle. <laughs> like Because I just wasn't expecting him to just be like, you dumb slut. <laughs> it was more like, he's just like mad at his friend, but it just felt so like, it felt so like queer culture. And this movie had been like a straight version of like queer culture. Um, it just is very funny to me, and I really like that particular moment. Um, I also am sad that they all aren't friends at the end because I feel like maybe they will be, like eventually. I feel like I, they will be with time. Yeah, I feel like everything's so fresh. They just need a little bit of space to come back together as besties. I yeah, and I also like she's not gay. Like, um. Rachel is not gay. She's bisexual. And I feel like if you're bisexual, like you, maybe you shouldn't leave your partner for someone that you think is hot. Um, so like that aspect. But is they little- had the spark. There's that whole scene that they say <laughs> lots of times where like, no, when you meet your person, you know, right away versus like Rachel's character was like, no, like love grows. But like with, like it was the spark the spark okay great i'm so happy for their spark that ruins a marriage (laughs) (laughs) listen i'm just i'm very upset for matthew good who um casually decides that maybe he'll get into pedophilia instead (laughs) when he was like i'll date i'll marry you child i was like no let's not Let's not go straight Look there. Look at what the lesbians are doing to our country. <laughs> <laughs> Look what the lesbians did to me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I think it's cute. Um, and this is great. This is the rep that I, you know, we talked about Fire Island. Um, and both of these movies, I feel like, are just better rep um, in terms of, like, for the straights, which is, like, what we're talking about a lot of times with rep is like making people feel like they're normal. Um, These two movies, and we'll move on to Handsome Devil now, but like these two movies just feel like, oh, you know what? Like, my mom. You people are fine, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not deviants. Like my mom would be like. Bruce would like this? (laughs) Would Bruce like this? That's what we should. No, he hates (laughs) rom-coms. But I think he could tolerate it for sure. <laughs> Our listeners don't know who Bruce is. Soon to be friend of the podcast, soon to be guest on the podcast, Bruce. You'll see him. You'll meet him. We should definitely bring him on for Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. 
Pride Month um, marathon. <laughs> maybe he would like handsome devil. I mean, that might be. I feel like he could because sports and Bruce fucking loves Irish people. So I could try that one with him. I get back to you. Paul, why don't you introduce handsome devil? Cause I think you liked it the most out of anyone here. Maybe. Um, yeah, I did. And I picked it for you, which is very funny. Um, so handsome devil uh, is this movie I'd heard about again and again and again, because it's a queer movie that doesn't have a relationship in it. It's just about sexuality, um, which is very interesting to me. And it was like, oh, so we're going to like watch two roommates. You know, like <laughs> um, they're not going to like hook up. That's weird for us. Um, but it's super cute. Um, it's with the kid from uh, most notably the new Cinderella. Um, which if you listen to that episode, I said, I think that guy's gay. Um, he is. Um, and now he's starring in red, white, uh, wet, red, white, and royal blue. Um, and I think he's going to be huge after that. And this movie will actually like retroactively like become bigger. But um, it's him. And then the golden retriever from Wolf. <laughs> and um they're roommates and both of them are queer one of them is out and one of them's not and it's just dealing with that but also just like friendship it's super cute and it's super irish and just like it's a very like sweet movie um i i remember when i watched um love simon for the first time and i was like oh this is like, you know, a sweet, nice movie. Um, I think this is a better version of the Love, Simon kind of like thing where it's like comforting to younger gay kids. Um, shows like Heartstopper. I think you mentioned that in your review, Carson. Um, things like that that are just like, hey, like this is how it is. But you don't have to like, you know, um, have it be super eventful or anything like that. Like, you know, Imagine Me and You is a lot more like, intense drama this is just like simple like it's about a you know fucking rugby game <laughs> but also it's gay um but i think all the acting is really good andrew scott is fantastic um there's a couple scenes where you're expecting him to be a better person than he is and you realize he's really worried about himself and you're like oh that's interesting very cool very realistic um yeah i i really liked this um it's not like something i'll watch ten thousand times but i can also see it being a comfort movie for certain kinds of people sure it's definitely cute <laughs> certain kinds of people <laughs> queers <laughs> well the so i think i think young queers <laughs> is probably the best market for yeah. this one I thought, I thought it was cute. I think the biggest issue for me, well, one of the biggest issues is that Heartstopper just came out, which is about gay rugby players. And it's like just better than this. But also like, I felt like this movie was missing something. Like you don't have them hook up. You don't have like the drama of them actually in a relationship. But also like even just like the bullying was very like, uh, it didn't feel like there was much venom to anything. Like it is, as you say, very simple, very comforting, very casual which I think is fine. I think it's good to have media like this. But at this point in my life, I didn't feel like, I was like, oh, it's cute, but I'm not really getting much from it. Um, it basically was just high school musical in the form of Heartstopper, 
which is, you know, it's fine, but it's, it, it wasn't a revelation to me or anything. It's interesting that I haven't watched Heartstopper, but it's interesting yeah. that Heartstopper, um, yeah, no, it, I'm curious if they just like watched this and were like, hmm, that was a good idea. Let's but what if they <laughs> actually kiss is what Heartstopper Yeah, is. no, that was my favorite part, um, you know, and I read. You know, I, thought, I liked that they didn't end up in a relationship. Yeah, it's like, like you don't need to get into the relationship with the only other gay at school, right? <laughs> although, <laughs> so I liked it. Although he is definitely into um, the redhead kid is definitely into the rugby player. Like he's, he's like gonna deal with therapy after that and be like, "I was in love." With he him. didn't like me back. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, I, also I, like I really that he's like, I, I liked the gay, but together. not for you. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean with that hair who who blames him i was like oh God, he dyes his hair red he chooses to be a ginger <laughs> same in heartstopper one of the kids are ginger and it makes it like impossible for me to get into i'm like this is gross they don't deserve love i'm sorry <laughs> oh jeez, i liked it and yeah i honestly i thought andrew scott's character was the most interesting character because yeah. he was like an adult teacher and he's like closeted and blah 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 and like i think the way they handled like his character was like really like interesting and like dynamic um and i also always like seeing him because i'm like hey it's moriarty i wasn't expecting him to be here but there he is (laughs) i um i i think what made this movie go from like oh it's fine to oh this is like good um was there's a sequence where they're talking about like it gets better, which is a thing that like you hear all the time as like you know a queer person, and then like you're listening to it and it's like, does it because you seem miserable? And that's the thing I always think when people are like it gets better, and then they tell you like how miserable their lives are currently and like that they're still like hiding a lot of shit, and you're like better than <laughs> like does it get better um i liked that and i like that they kind of like subverted that in a you know way that's like yeah maybe it doesn't get better but like they're gonna try um you know we have no clue what happens to these characters after and it really ends up be- just being like oh the friends supported each other and they'll still be friends and that's nice like maybe that's all i you think need. this is tremendously important for kids like gay kids in high school to watch i think there's a lot kids would be able to get from this or youth. yeah and i i fully expect like you know i don't want to say we're trendsetters because this movie is popular but i think it will blow up after um red white red white and royal blue i really struggle with the word white after the word red um <laughs> but you're an american the list you should get that the lisp comes out <laughs> um no um i think we'll see it like th- everyone will be like, Oh, handsome devil. It's the same guy. I think he's just going to become a big deal. Um, I'm sure he's going to end up being like some gay Marvel character soon. Like <laughs> that kind of thing. Like that Marvel's actor just, seems, yeah, cool. he just seems, he has that like quality of like, Oh, he's eventually going to be someone. Um, I excited to see what happens, but anyway, yeah, I think this movie will retroactively, because like I think right now, um, it has like 
30,000 people who have watched it on Letterboxd or something like that, which is very low. Same with Imagine Me and You. Nobody I know, nobody I follow, and I follow like 200 people, had ever watched Imagine Me and You, which was wild. I think it's the first movie I've ever seen that like nobody I know had watched it. Yeah, it is surprising. Because uh, I feel like everyone not anymore, it's like the cool thing to like queer cinema is where that neither of these have been picked up. But I yeah, hope yeah, I think both of these are like also very like um, of the film Twitter uh, kind of feel of like. Lots of my friends have seen Imagine Me and You, but they're all the queer girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shocker. That's funny. <laughs> You're like, am I following a queer girl? She's seen it. <laughs> I need to and follow yeah, more lesbians. Yeah, lots of people have seen Handsome Devil. Also, all queer ones. Yeah, I follow a lot of y'all. Apparently, <laughs> a true <laughs> ally. <laughs> this is my friend Valentina. Talk, Valentina. <laughs> ally. <laughs> oh God. Um, that was yeah, for no. you guys. Oh, um, like that. So deep cut. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I enjoyed both these movies. It was very fun because usually when we choose these movies and we like are going in blind, there's one that I specifically hate. And this one I was like, no, I liked all of them. <laughs> yeah. You didn't hate anything today. That's like, I think a first. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Clappercast. Let's end with our recommendations. I will go first because I watched a bunch of documentaries. I really, for some reason this week, decided I'm going to attack that Letterboxd documentary documentary list. And I got like 2% higher, which is pretty good. Um, but the one that really stood out to me was Tokyo Olympiad. I had no hopes for this. It's a three-hour documentary about the Tokyo Olympics. And I was like, huh, doesn't really seem like me, but okay. But it was really fucking good um this it's long for sure but how they show each sport in a very unique artistic style the focus on like human spirit rather than actually like who wins or who loses it really was like an engaging experience i was shocked by this i did watch it in two different settings so i didn't sit through three hours of it i imagine that would definitely get stale um but there was something about this everyone says it's the best sports documentary ever made ever made and i'm inclined to agree it was really fantastic um, Alina, what is your recommendation this week? Mm, okay. Last month, I watched this movie for work as quality control because we're putting an event on for it at my day job called Aren't You Happy? And it's a German film. I think it came out in 2019. Um, and it's about this girl. She's like, her character is this that like she's like a trope like she doesn't have like a fully like fleshed out character and it's like really episodic and it's just like about like this woman like operating through like the world. I'm explaining it terribly but like it's just it was really like stylized and it was just like a really interesting movie about like women in society and like how we're perceived and like I'm really excited that Tish is putting on this event next week. You can only watch it in Canada, unfortunately. Sorry, besties. But maybe only in Ontario, but it's like an online thing that we're doing for work. And yeah, it's called Aren't You Happy? It's like, I, it's, it's like one of those movies where it was like so interesting that I like don't even know how to explain it because like I'm too dumb for it, but it got me thinking. It was, it's good. 
I love that. I like the poster. It looks pretty iconic. So I Mm -hmm. will hopefully see that one day. Paul, what's your recommendation this week? So um, I got my first like piece of swag, which was um, just a copy of the movie Gold um, starring Zac Efron. And I did not like it, but I fully understand like this is why it's in the rec section. There's a group of people who will like really like this movie. Um, I specifically really hate movies that are man against nature and also movies that are post-apocalyptic. And that is both of the things in this movie. So like I was predisposed to not like it, um, but it's competent and like good. It's just a little too bleak for me. Um, but I think if you are the type of person who likes movies that are just like, um, you know, kind of uh, dealing with madness and like bleak situations and everything like that, I think you'll get a lot out out of it. Um, I think it's, it's, it's as good a movie as this could be for me. But like I gave it like a, 2.5 because i was like i I can't go higher because i did not have a fun time watching it but i was like yes this is good for you know that type of genre um so yeah like if you're the type that goes like ooh, yeah let's see like the worst part of humanity for two hours or whatever um definitely like watch gold um yeah it's it's a good watch at least now you have the Blu-ray. So if you ever want to check it out. Yeah, again, I know. <laughs> That's the best part is like, I'm like writing my friends. I'm like, do you like bleak shit? You want this Blu-ray? <laughs> okay. And now let's find where we can find everyone on social media. Paul? At Pricelight Tag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Alina? I am at Alina Falds on Twitter, Letterboxd, and sometimes Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews. Letterbox just Carson Tamar. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and supporting the show. If you want to write us an email, you can email us at clappercast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Clapper Podcast. You can also connect to us there. If you'd like to financially support the show for as little as $1 a month, you can go to our, our Patreon. Uh, we have commentary tracks, we have exclusive movie reviews, a ton of great stuff you can get over there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss all things cinema. Goodbye.